Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to the Say What Show. It is July 8th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me tonight is not Dolly Howard, and we'll explain why in a second. Um, but Walt Silva's here, and Mona Radler's here, and we don't know where Jan Shaw is. Well, we know she's in Great Britain. Uh, my suspicion is is that she fell asleep and has not woken up. That's what no, I I'm here. I'm here. Oh, she's here. <laughs> she's oh, there. Okay. Yay. Yeah, awesome. yeah, no, I haven't no, been I'm... to sleep at all. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so I well... might doze off during the show. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to welcome to the to the states again. You're back in the United States. Absolutely. Well, are you? Oh, did you get used? Hallelujah. To, did you? Are you used to driving on the left again? I haven't driven yet. I haven't oh. got a car. I mean, I've, I've sat as a passenger, but I mean, the whole thing is a complete shit show, actually. Oh. But whatever. What, what is <laughs> what is a shit show? The whole scenario here is a complete no. Yeah, never mind. Nancy knows all about it. It's just oh. nothing has turned out as I expected it to. Let's put it that way, at least for the time being. So. Um, I'm moving well, from I, place to place with no base and no vehicle and no this and no that and no the other and whatever. <laughs> so, so it's like being back home in the US. <laughs> well, no, actually. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sure it'll all sort itself You're out. You're a universal gypsy. I kind of well, think she's taking the long. Seems... She's taking the long, the long route to where she's going. So it's a scenic <laughs> route. She's seeing Great Britain again. You know, <laughs> sooner or later she'll land where she's supposed to be. But it's uh, something, something like that. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So before we get going, Walter, explain to people mm -hmm. what happened that Dolly's not here. Can you please? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, not not complicated at all, but. Uh, what happened is actually the second time it happened. The first time I was able to correct the issue, the second time I was not. Obviously, the the machine was being intruded. She was the victim of computer intrusion because even though I, I was able to connect remotely and begin the process of uh, looking under the hood to see what's going on, uh, the machine would wanted to do what it wanted to do it wouldn't let me do so it, when you were if you were trying to control the cursor to go to a specific place the cursor would go elsewhere or uh, icons would be picked up and moved around the desktop so obviously it it was either a bot an ai or an intr an, an intruder you know human human intruder because uh, as i explained to andali Unfortunately, when you get these phone calls saying, oh, you need to upgrade such and such in your machine, and I can do that for you, and, and uh, unfortunately, some people are kind of, you know, it sounds so convincing that they say yes without realizing that they just said 
yes to some stranger intruding into your computer. So I, I explained to her that the problem with this is that in order to, to clear that out and to troubleshoot it, you have to disconnect the computer from the outside world. You have to disconnect from the internet. Otherwise, this continues nonstop. So once the, the computer is disconnected, now you can be the only one controlling the machine and you can clear out the, the stuff uh, behind it. Like, for example, I gave her an example. We were using uh, TeamViewer as the connectivity, as the remote control uh, software to be able to access the computer. There is another software suite. It's, it's more expensive. Banks use it. Uh, businesses use it. It's called LogMeIn. But here's the thing, is that it, it is so subtle the way it installs itself, you actually have to know where to look in the registry. And if you start and you look for that little bit of text that says log me in, that's it, you found it. I, that, I found it uh, when my friend Betty had her uh, machine intruded by, by somebody. She had to go out, actually had to go to the bank and close all the cards, close all the accounts in order to avoid any more intrusion into her stuff. Uh, it, it, I actually looked at the machine when I was physically there in front of the machine. I started uh, scanning the registry, and there it was. They put in a little bit of code, and the thing calls itself log me in, but it it just it just put in enough data so that someone from the out from the outside world can get into your machine, and you don't see it because there's there's nothing. Uh, visible in the desktop when you're when you're being uh, intruded. So, <laughs> so she that, was hacked basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, Walt. I had when I was working as the office manager for the for the machine company. They actually we had an, a vendor or somebody doing some program thing, and they wanted to put that in the computer, and it was the only way that they worked. They were a legitimate company. So they put it in the computer, but that thing freaked me out because it, I couldn't get I couldn't get it out of the computer. You know, I don't think even they did, but it was always like I felt like somebody was in my computer after that was in there. That thing is insidious. Well, no, you that's not true. Then, in the sense that yes, there is a way how to get it out, but you have to know how to get it out. And in my case, what I do is I, I do what a, a, what's called a safe boot. The, okay, let me explain. The up, the, uh, up, you, have, you understand the concept of the operating system, the piece of software that, uh, that is the core that runs the machine. Well, you can actually have that load with nothing else, without any bells of wishes or whistles. It would be like it's the command center of the machine. So when you can do what's called a safe boot, where the machine is just loading the bare minimum that it needs to operate normally. So when that is happening, nothing else can load. Nothing, not, it, the bare bones, all, the only thing that will work is the mouse, the keyboard and the screen, nothing else runs because the uh, safe boot is a way to bypass all the device drivers, all the bells and whistles, all the fancy things that you see in, in Windows. So when you do that, when you do a safe boot, the operate the uh, up op the operation that actually runs this software intrusion can't load because you're in a safe boot mode. 
but how many people know how to do that? So that's not something that a tech would would know how to do, uh, but nobody else does. So, for example, in your case, you were in a business environment, and your the company was using that. Well, I bet you the uh, the the field service technicians don't even know how to do that because that's not their job, and I bet you the the bosses don't tell them how to do it <laughs> because they don't want their employees, you know, sabotaging the software. But yes, there are there are ways to bypass stuff like that loading. Uh, you wouldn't be able to service the computer if that didn't exist. But you can you need the computer physically there. Exactly. And so Dolly doesn't have a computer, and you know she can't even get in the chat because she doesn't have a computer. Yeah. And and everybody out there is going to ask the obvious question: Well, can't she borrow one from her two children? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know about Russell. I'm assuming he has a computer, but he, his name didn't come up in the conversation because I said, well, can't you get on a Nets computer? I've already got her linked up in, in Skype because we she's done shows. And uh, she said, I th actually, I think that Annette yeah, heard my question and yelled from the background, but as Dolly, because as Dolly was saying, no, she won't let me use her computer. She was yelling something, and Dolly says, she's afraid that, you know, they're following me. If I go to another computer, they're going to hack it because it's me on it. Uh, I didn't want to get into this. Well, it takes a little bit more to find that, but uh, she's, she, she wants to play it safe, then that's okay. Play it safe. You know, play it safe. <laughs> and Do Dolly agreed with her. So, um, mm -hmm. anyway, that's that's the story. We're sticking to it. <laughs> so, um, okay. Well, Jan, uh, we didn't do your cosmic cre uh, creating show today because, well, you have a lot of things on your plate. I don't know if you want to <laughs> share any of that, but. Um, I do. You you had gotten the Fulford report, and you would. It, I mean, you, you do you have some stuff there that you want to cover, like you would if you were doing cosmic creating. I do. Have I do the, have Fulford the Fulford report. report. Oh, I'm getting oh, I'm echoes getting... here. We all are. Oh, oh no, no. Oh, guys! I I I talk. I turn off my mic, and then you guys stop talking. So, okay. All right. So I'm just going to keep turning my mic off. If you hear the the okay, echo, okay. all right. I'm turning it off. Okay. Okay. So I do so have, I do the, have full the full report. And um, um, I'm still hearing an echo. <laughs> Oh, no, that's better. OK, so I do have the Fulford report. There's been a couple of thing, interesting things. I mean, um, I have to say that I have been spending all day, every day, trying to find a place to rent in the UK. And so I've had very little time to really catch up on the news, literally all day, every day. And the, the rental market is crazy because... You have so many people applying for each property. And, of course, when you've just landed from the U.S. after 13 years and you don't have a U.K. Uh, credit score and you don't have a job and you don't have this, you don't have that. Oh, God, it makes life very difficult. So, anyway, that's my kind of disclaimer to say that there are certain things that have um caught my attention 
in the last uh, week. Um, so, I mean, so much has happened. The very interesting thing I want to mention first is the fact that um, Sound of Freedom has hit the top box office um, position and knocked the Indiana Jones thing into touch. And the mainstream media have just gone into attack mode on this, which is very interesting if you're not familiar with it. Sound of Freedom is the true story of Operation Underground rescuing child sex trafficking victims. And um, Tim Ballard runs the organization. He's an ex-Marine. And I think it's Jim Cavaziel who's the actor who plays his role. And it's they've sold, I think, 2 million tickets. It's only available in the US, so I haven't been able to watch it. And it's, it's only available in, in theatres, in cinemas. Um, I'm not even sure if you can stream it. But anyway, I mean, people have been flocking to see this movie, which is absolutely encouraging that so many people are awake to this issue and so you've got rolling stone and you've got other mainstream media um out you know media platforms uh absolutely attacking it uh, oh it's a QAnon conspiracy and and people that um uh, supporting it have got brain worms I think was one of the remarks so it begs the question as many people on Twitter have been saying is okay so um, why are all these people not supporting this um, you know these attempts to shut down and successful attempts to shut they are, down they are the Exactly, exactly. And <laughs> people are waking up to this and saying, hang on a minute, you know, you've got a vested interest in this because otherwise you wouldn't be attacking it like this. So it's really, I think, red pilling a lot more people. Well, they're, you know, showing, pe they're showing their hand. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's the whole idea. They don't have the balls to stand up for the rights of humanity. Ever since we've done this COVID thing, so much humanity's blown out the window. Jim is one of the only ones that will do it. I mean, here's a man who worked with, um, what's his name, <laughs> and got you know, for Passion of Christ and got struck by lightning and kept going. Mm, yeah. He didn't give up. And he's working yeah. hard to help the babies. Yeah, and apparently Mel Gibson has been involved to a degree as well because um, he's been calling out the Hollywood pedophiles for quite a number of years. And he's he's kind of ostracised, you might say. Everybody's saying, I hope he's got good, good protection, you know, because so many people have been terminated for wanting to speak out about it. So well, maybe they just don't want to make a martyr out of him. Maybe, but they don't seem to worry generally about things like that, do they? They just treat it as another satanic sacrifice. Yeah, why did 9-11 just pop into my head when you said it? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, so Jim, that, Jim, Jim Caviezel, I've, I've seen him a couple of times. I, I Actually, uh, this last week before, I did an interview he did before the movie came out. And then I saw him on, um, was I bet it was Fox. It must have been Fox. And this guy is so incredibly emotional that I was, because he did, he was the main character in The Passion of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how is he even doing these movies? Because what happened was that um, he got with uh, Raymond, uh, I forget his last name, he's a, he's a, you know, one of the lower co, one of the lower hosts, but they, he, they got together and they went to one of the theaters where the movie was being, you know, played. And uh, Raymond was interviewing people coming out of the movie. And the people coming out of the movie were just almost in shock. It was very interesting to see. And then he, he motions to Jim to come on all over. And Jim walks up to these people and they look, they looked like they had look, were looking in the face of Christ. It was so, I mean, I was like stunned at the way these people reacted to him being there in, in the flesh, you know. And so Jim's now seeing the, the video of himself with these people. And this one woman just was like, oh, and, and just hugged him. And he, he actually teared up and, and was choking up. He said, oh, wow. He said, you know, I mean, it was even emotional for him, even though he had gone through it. So, you know, I just can't imagine how profoundly backed by God this movie is when you've got somebody of that quality doing the main character and the story itself. I mean, I, I've seen Tim Ballard. I've, I've heard him talk before. And actually, on, on in not necessarily just alternative. Um, so this is, this is an amazing, an amazing event. And go on and tell more about what you know about the story there, Jan. Well, they kept it buried since 2018. That's how long it's been buried. Right. 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 But Jan, you know... Sorry, I I was muted. Um, It was, yeah, it was completed in 2018. And then um, when... I think it was done in collaboration with Fox. And then when Disney took over, they got the rights to it. And the, the um, you know, uh, Tim Ballard and Jim Gavaziel and, and so on have been, had it's taken them like five years to be able to get the rights back. So I'd heard about all this, you know, quite some time ago. And I remember watching a video of Jim Cavaziel actually talking about the child sex trafficking and coming out. And it was about the, I think he was actually on, in that video out of shadows that came out a few years ago. And he actually spoke on that video. I really ought to look that up again because I did, watch it and I'm I need to red pill some people <laughs> but yeah um you know this was a true story about um rescuing all these children and I can't go into any m- more detail about it because um 
I'd be more watching the media reaction to it than actually understanding the full detail of the story. But it is a true story about them rescuing multiple um, underage, you know, children who were, you know, basically prisoners. It seems like Tim Ballard's wife sort of made him go on the mission because she could, she she knew. It wasn't her talking, I think it was Jim talking, that she knew that he had to do this. He had to do this. And, you know, again, Jim was talking about Tim saying, I should say Ballard so we don't get the Tim and Jim mix it up. But Ballard was was the kind of guy that just threw himself into situations that were dangerous, very dangerous what they were doing. So the the name of it, Sound of Freedom, it, I do believe it's only in theaters right now, but they were really kicking the crap out of Disney and uh, Indiana Jones. Good. Because Disney's a big part of the trafficking. Yeah. <laughs> that must have been a nightmare for them when they realized that the enemy had captured them. And then, you know, they got out of it. I mean, that's amazing that they were able to, you know, get their rights back. Janine, yeah, and actually, it, it's, it, oh, it's funny because my brother and his soon-to-be ex-wife um, went to see the Indiana Jones movie <laughs> uh, last night. And I said, you do realize there's been some terrible reviews on this. And, I mean, it's been hit by, I mean... I think official reviewers, not to mention the viewing public. I said, you know, you do realize and, uh, oh, well, go and see what you think. And they came back and my brother said, Ugh, it was. Ugh. <laughs> and of course, the, the news has been how Sound of Freedom has been the number one in terms of the um, the money that they've got in from from the viewings. and. It's uh, incredible when you think about it. Well, that that should... People talking about it. It's not from any advertisements. They would exactly. not allow it advertised. No. I mean, it just shows how many people are now paying attention to this. I mean, that is so encouraging when you think about yeah, it. it. Yes, it is. Janine, the, the, the tarot on this, this gen, I think uh, the producer is Ballard, his name is... His name Tim Ballard. Is... Tim Ballard is the um, he's the one who started the Operation Underground organization. Okay. Well, yeah. she did. She did. Uh, she cast the cards on it to find out what kind of what is who is this gentleman? Now, is he a white hat? Is he a black hat? You know, what's his standing or what is the source for him? And according to the cards, the man used to be a black hat. And he actually he got out and uh, and he asked to change uh, sides according to her interpretation of the cards. So he was he he was well uh, versed with the whole mechanics of this people because he was one of them before he got out. So I, I guess he had a uh, he got inside knowledge of how they worked the system. Well, he was a marine, is my understanding. Yes. He's yes. an ex-Marine. Um, so I'm not sure I really go along with that necessarily. But 
Well, he, if he if he got out he, he got out out of his own accord, that means that he he had more than enough reasons to change his own mind. Mm -hmm. The total on the first day was fourteen point three million in tickets, a whopping three million more than Indiana Jones. That was the first day. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Who's doing they Indiana went. Jones anyway? Uh, Harrison Ford. Yes, yes. It's his last. Well, that was one of the comments, you know, why the hell is he doing this? He's so damn old now. It's a bit, you know, unrealistic for him to go swashbuckling around at his age. And I think that was the general uh, consensus of people that watched it, but <laughs> whatever. I wonder if Tom Cruise wants to change what he said. I want. Harrison Ford is a hero of mine. I'm going to be making the, what is it, Mission Impossible movies until when when I'm 80. <laughs> you know, because that crazy person is, I, I don't know if he's 70 yet, but this last movie that he did that I think is doing well, he was doing, uh, like, the, and apparently this is his own stunt. I heard him talking about all that went into creating the stunt. He drives a motorcycle over a cliff <laughs> and then has a parachute thing. I mean, Tom Cruise, Tom, are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does his own he does his own stunts. I've read that. I mean, the guy's oh, crazy, but <laughs> yeah. But, you know, OK, now, not not to gossip, but isn't he he for some reason, I've got a real bad feeling about him is he one of those people that they're pointing to is on the adrenal clone because he doesn't seem to age he was part i think wasn't he one of the scientology people he is one of, of them yeah i think he's he you know that was a lot of the stuff i heard is going back years now that he was part of the Scientology cult. And, I mean, he was in, um, oh, God, um, what was that movie that that had all the eyes, satanic eyes, eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut, yes, with um, Nicole Kidman. Co -star? Yes, whose father was a major pedophile and in Australia. And, you know, the whole family, I think, is very, very... Um, questionable let's put it that way you know so I don't think being complimented by Tom Cruise is necessarily a good thing and and there are things that are said about Harrison Ford as well I mean let's face it the majority of Hollywood are all in it together and it's only you know the the few that actually speak out about against it like Mel Gibson I mean you know he's been ostracized i'm surprised he's still around actually he has i'm surprised he hasn't been robin williams you know with the ritual oh, neck scarf on the on the door handle it used to be arkansas for the clintons <laughs> yeah absolutely that's robin williams that's funny poor robin yeah. i know yeah i mean you know even I mean, there are so many that you question what actually happened, like Whitney Houston oh, and her daughter. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she turned devil. Sion Dion or whatever you know, whatever her name. Is. Yeah, they all turned demonic. 
And you but, know, you I mean, that was a. I think that was a ritual sacrifice when she was killed. You think a lot of the names would be under the um, Epstein? Epstein? How do you mm -hmm. say the name? I mean, that's Epstein. Where, I think, yeah. That's where you could probably find a lot of the real names is where, how he caught them. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. That's why they don't want to release any of them. Well, do you really believe that people are actually thinking that these people are gods and that we should honor and worship their asses? I don't think so. I think there are some that still do that are totally brainwashed. I mean, it's been quite an interesting transition to be back with family again in the UK. And, you know, my... <laughs> sister-in-law soon to be ex-sister-in-law bless her oh um is bill gates not good then <laughs> and, it's, and it's like uh no he is definitely not good and oh climate change you know it's all you know we got to do this and we got to no climate change is a scam and i was sat at the dinner table one night and um my step nephew so my brother's um wife's son um he was talking about the number of people that died in world war ii and he said the majority the, the highest number of people that died were chinese and i thought well i haven't heard that and actually he he is actually awake to a degree and is interested in this stuff but I don't think he's gone. I think he's only kind of scratched the surface of the rabbit hole. And <laughs> I'm sat at the dinner table and I said, have you heard of Operation Paperclip? And <laughs> I said, you really need to look into MKUltra. Or so I think it was that or something. And um, <laughs> my brother said, uh, Jan is the conspiracy theorist in the family. And it's like, yeah, but, and it, I mean, Nancy, bless her heart, gave me a bit of a pep talk because I'm, I'm so used to living on my own and only dealing really with people that are of the same mindset. And I'm put into this environment and it's very hard for me not to say, yeah, but look at this. Yeah, but look at that. Don't you realize this? Don't you realize that? And it's like I'm really being uh, red-pilled about how brainwashed people are, well, and you how they just accept everything that's fed to them. And, of course, they've been vaccinated and all the rest of it, so, <laughs> you know. I have a girlfriend who got reamed by somebody who worked with her because she isn't out there on the front line trying to make change. And I had to explain to her, you're one of the loving people. You're one of the one that gives the benefit of the, I will believe when I see it, because she was bringing up the geoengineering. And I said, yes, Linda, it's real. You don't have... The conscious clue because you haven't wanted to look into it but you're also bringing smiles to faces to those that are about to break so you know i had to bring her up and say you're okay who you are you don't need to have to believe in all this fact 
not conspiracy theory, conspiracy fact, but it's out there. And if you want to ever know, you just ask me, I'll help you get there. <laughs> but, you know, some people just, it's not in their constitution. And No, I mean, it's not, it's not front and center for them. They're not, they're not looking at this. They're not interested in any of the politics. They're completely kind of in, involved and engrossed in their own activities and things. So they have absolutely no clue what is going on. You know, like the, they didn't even know what the WEF is or the WHO or any of that. Who's the WEF? It's the World Economic Forum. Um you know, <laughs> it makes you want to have a barbecue, doesn't it? Put them on Sorry? Some it makes you want to put them on some skewers and make a barbecue. <laughs> oh, I just don't even want to think about them a-holes. Well, but, 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 but I think that Mona pointed out the most important thing here. Because I had a friend of mine that once said to me that she envied my life because I was reaching out and helping all these people get to the truth. And she's not somebody that really is into it at all she just she just believed that i knew what i was talking about and i said yes i said but i wouldn't be here without you and she said what do you mean i said you're a person that goes through life bringing joy and happiness into every environment that you go that love is what allowed myself and others like me to have a foundation of energy that helped lead us to the truth mm-hmm. you got need to do that all you need to do is stay where you're at in a loving joyful beingness because that's what's fueling us right and Mona, isn't that what you were kind of like exactly exactly yeah i think it's incredibly important and I, so yeah there's a lot of people that i wouldn't even think to be able to, to bring them into it because they don't want we, they don't need that energy in their life they're perfect as, as they are what we're trying to do is wake up the people that are not loving and joyful people they're angry they're fearful they're uh, complacent you know those people well we'd like to wake you up because you're really very unhappy and we'd like you to be happy but is it our business to do it like your family you know they're not exa- they're not exactly happy there right now and i don't know if this is a, a a temporary thing they're going through this transition because of all the transitions or is their life always one drama one transition after another those are the people that don't don't waste your time they're in their own reality and they don't want to hear you exactly what you said they don't want to hear you because you're just <laughs> their reality <laughs> it's yes. so true and i must it's, say i, I realized how how much i've got used to living on my own and you know we're in this airbnb at the moment and actually i'm on my own here at the moment because everybody else has spread off to the four winds as it were and it's like I'm just not used to having people around in my space. I, I've, you know, six years I've been on my own and I have grown to love it dearly. <laughs> and as long as I've got my dear dog with me, I'm happy. And it's like, 
oh my god all these people <laughs> it's been quite an interesting journey so far and i think what is it it's uh i think probably six weeks or so since i landed uh i got here on the 24th one two three four five six and a bit weeks <laughs> so, like, so you can't oh you can't stay with your uh, brother anymore well my brother sold his house because he's getting divorced and we had to move out of there on the 30th of june and he's bought a new house a brand new house that isn't ready until the end of the month he hasn't even got a fixed date so he was hoping it would be ready middle middle of the month which it isn't going to be ready so he he got this airbnb and his his wife is from kazakhstan and her son um her first husband was indian so her son has been in india looking after his grandfather for a while he got married in in December and he moved over back he moved over here he's actually got UK citizenship through her but he moved over here with his wife who's now at Coventry University and so there was my brother and his soon-to-be ex-wife there's the son and his wife and then there's me and so there were five of us in this three-bedroom house when the house because it he had a really lovely big house loads of room um and now we're kind of all squashed in they've now his his son and wife have now got a rental that they literally moved into today because he's he's got a job it support kind of thing really nice guy but you know whatever um so i my brother is gonna stay in london at somebody's his a friend's apartment and i've got to find somewhere well i have i think as of friday this coming friday to move into until my brother's house is habitable so it's like i never bargained for this i never budgeted for this you know and believe me, it's not cheap getting an Airbnb for three weeks, believe me. <laughs> so it's like, really? This was not quite what I planned or expected when I, you know, took flight from Phoenix Airport to come back over here. Oh, God. You have to laugh, actually. Yes, you do. <laughs> so, so the short answer is yes i will be able to stay with my brother when he actually has a house for me to stay in um but even then i think you know it's going to be a case of me getting somewhere on my own so something will turn up <laughs> okay i want to go back to something that was men mentioned early because uh, i i really don't know much about it and maybe you guys do but scientology mm. What do you guys know about is is that a you know black hat black magic thing? Because I know that that movie that you you know uh, spoke of 
uh, eyes, eyes wide, wide shut. Yeah. Scientology has a. I think there's been a lot of um, information that Scientology is a cultish and also involved in uh, sexual abuse, child mm -hmm. sexual abuse, and so on. Because I lived right down the street from there. I know this. It is so rotten. I didn't even want to walk by the building. And there was many buildings. And it, you're right, Jan, it's a cult. It's a system of taking people's independence and stealing the energy and the power for themselves. And you these, can never quit. And, and these people all wear the same outfits, male and female. And they go out on the streets into the neighborhoods like the Jehovah Witnesses and try to get the people involved. My girlfriend's two sons was a part of it, and they were told to go and kick the living crap out of her. She almost died. He was supposed to hand over some inheritance or something to them. And then when I was in California, there was also where... They had the Scientology and that they had people that gave all their money and they threw them out on the streets. This woman lived on the steps of a closed library in L.A. And all kinds of just downright power and just uh, use tools against them, literally physical material machines against their brain cells. And just it's, it's one of the most horrible and horrifying conditions that you would even think of. Um, Dianetics was the book that L. Ron Hubbard literally wrote for the cult, but it's like the go government and the politics. They can say it sounds really good, but it's not really good. It's only in the favor of the ones that are putting out the effort to take over these people. So, yeah, it's really sad and scary. It's like, oh yeah. It reminds me, it brought to mind this Nixium cult as well. I mean, um, what's the name that was the actress that was involved? Um, oh, God, I've forgotten her name now. She oh, apparently... She, she's the one that was in the in the series uh, Smallville? Yeah. Uh, Allison, just, wasn't it Allison Mack? Allison Mack, yeah, yeah, thanks. She's just been released from she prison. She was under the brunette. Uh, she she was blonde. blonde. Okay. And Brunfen, who's part of the one of the alcohol dynasties, she was involved. And you know that that was horrific. They would actually um, brand these women. <laughs> I mean, God, Brilliant. how people get dragged into these things. Power. Just, just, it's all yeah. power. And money and egotism. Mm. Is that a real word? Egotism? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Egotistical. So because that's what we're supposed to come to this planet and want, which isn't in my world, but you know, that's what most people want. They want to take, take, take and not really give, give, give. And so they end up split minded and can't even work a probably simple equation about a piece of bread and you butter it and then you eat it, you know. No, somebody's got to do it for me. Uh -huh. Well, I think we come with that 
uh, dualism, that egotistical. But to me, you know, the the real sole purpose is to transcend that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we start with that and then it's the whole thing of are you are you um um are you focused on service to self or service to others? Are you committed to service to self or service to others? And we're seeing this divide. I mean, it's like what they call the, you know, um separating the wheat from the chaff and are we in in the end times and everything and and you can see this distinction well when you're awake you can see this distinction so clearly between those who are just purely service to self the covid provided that jan because those that did follow some political agenda and those that said, no, I'm for God's agenda. So there was the division between the wheat and the chef. So I Oh, think- yeah, I think, I think it was a definite testing ground. Um, and, you know, I, I've been watching, I'm, I'm starting to, obviously, I'm, I'm still very focused on the U.S., uh, politics because I've been involved in that for so long and I'd lost touch you know to a great degree with the UK stuff but you know there are certain names coming up uh, Andrew Bridgen is one who is the MP member of parliament for um, northwest Leicestershire which is near where I used to live I lived there for like 24 years in Leicestershire and he is one of the few voices that are talking about and raising the issue of the vaccines and the vaccine injured and everything else. And he got thrown out of the Conservative Party for doing it. He's now in the Reclaim Party, I think it is. I mean, you know, it, it's really exposing the absolute inhumanity not to mention the corruption of these people in government. We're seeing it here in the UK. We're obviously seeing it in the US and have been for some time. Um, You know, and I've been saying this for several years now. At least it's coming out into the open. It was always there. It's just that it was hidden. And now it's out in the open and people are saying, well, hang on a minute. This ain't right, you know. There's something wrong here. And just the numbers that have been bought tickets to see Sound of Freedom is, um, you know, a demonstration of that, which is great. Yeah, it's fast time, but it is the time that needs to be done. You're right. I'm I'm very proud of it. Go ahead. The uh, I was looking at watching this show on the Constitution. I think I said this on Tuesday. I mean, on the uh, on the Declaration of Independence. And one of the things that one of the founding fathers said was that you it, without religion you can't have freedom. And it makes so much sense because freedom is something that's based on a a moral compass. You know, what's right, what's wrong. Because it, that's, it, it's it's always one of those things, you know. 
is this a good thing? Is it wrong? What is it? If you don't have that inner guidance because of your belief in some kind of a higher power, you know, it's your about a higher power. If you're trying to represent that higher power, then you're in a totally different mindset and energy frequency than those people that don't believe in that. They believe that basically they are gods. Each one of them is a little god running around that wants, I'm talking about the controllers, that think that they know more than anybody, that they can do better. And, you know, so it, it is a schism that comes from the concept of you know all these people that are not spiritually motivated do not understand the very deep patriotism that people feel it's a patriotism is a spiritual connection to what is right and you know, this country has been right for a very, very long time since it was its inception. One of the things that just absolutely blew me away, and I don't remember his name, but you've got um, uh, Common Sense by uh, John, uh, what, oh gosh, what's his name? Uh, oh, gee. Anyway, Common Sense. And Common Sense was a pamphlet that was put out that stating why the revolutionary energy that that was going that way should not just try to be mem get members of, of par on parliament but to actually break away and it was very influential it was an extremely well read book especially at that time where you know there w wasn't very many publishing houses and the guy that stood up whose name I can't remember at the uh, he's not one of the real known people while they were talking about, you know, it was the first Continental Congress and they were talking about, you know, how do we get them to let us get into Parliament? They were basically going down that rationalization. And he suddenly said, I think that we should just call ourselves independent from Britain. And sponsor the people there, the founding fathers. Now, there was 56 of them that actually signed the Declaration of Independence. Okay. So these 56 have suddenly been put into a position that you're saying, what, we should just declare independence? So what they did was they all got up and left Independence Hall, and they went a few buildings down to a church. And they spent hours and hours and hours in this church. And people talked and and they prayed and they talked and they prayed and it went on for hours and hours and when they went back to Inter Independence Hall they voted to be independent and wrote Declaration of Independence you know and you gotta really kind of like sit back and say wow you know because for a long time I argued that it was really a, an economic reason that the revolution happened but now I'll turn around and say no it wasn't it was spiritual revolution right then and there. So the country has been built on a spiritual revolution. Freedom never was understood before. Nobody ever talked about freedom like the uh, American uh, colonists did. So we're in a very unique situation regarding where we find ourselves now because, again, we have to decide, are we going to be independent, sovereign beings? Are we going to do this? And if you are going to do this, how are you going to do this? 
well, you're going to declare independence against the United States corporation. And that, to me, is one of the ways that we can get to these people without sounding like totally conspiratorial, because there are so many fundamental facts that can prove that the U.S. government is, a, is actually a corporation. I mean, facts like, why do you see in all the doc recent documents uh, the Constitution in capital letters? Because that indicates it's a business document. Every document that you have has your name in capitals. Why? Because that indicates that you are owned by a corporation. Okay? So once you begin to look at all of the things that tick off a corporation, what do you need to be a corporation? Well, one of them is a DUNS number. And the United States has a DUNS number. I used to have it memorized. I don't now. But they have a DUNS number. What's a DUNS number? That's the number given to you when you begin to be involved as a something bought and sold on the stock market. And yes, it exists. It's called the United States. It's a corporation. The number of people that are listed in the stock market under the DUNS number is the same number of people that are acknowledged as being employed by the U.S. federal government. Okay. Um, the, the person who right now would be uh, listed as the CEO of this corporation is Joe Biden. The next one, you know, the next one is, is what's her face? Kamala. And so you, you look at the, the, the stark documents about your country being bought and sold on the stock market. And you go, that can't be. And trust me, I, I heard this from a Tea Party person who was crying. We have a corporation. We don't have the republic. She was crying. I started crying. I, didn't, I, didn't, I thought she was crazy. So I researched it and found out that what she is saying was absolutely true. And then about, I don't know, three or four years go by, and I'm telling the same story I'm telling now, and I went, I sound crazy. I don't believe this again. I went back and I went back further into the, how did this happen? And it happened back after the Civil War. The country was completely demolished. The international bankers came in and said, hey, we'll give you some money. Well, what do you want in turn for the money? And what they wanted was to have control over D.C., District of Columbia. And in the Constitution, the only land area that can be owned by the federal government is the District of Columbia, which is like 10 square miles. So the 42nd Congress, actually, in 1871, I think it is, they gave the District of Columbia as collateral to the international bankers. And the bankers set up the United States Corporation which then has, over the decades, infiltrated the original republic agencies so that the whole thing is one big corporation. And we are not alone. Every country in the world, well, you know, West world, uh, under the cabal, is in the same situation. So if you, if you can just get those kind of 
ideas into your head and then talk to some of these people, it blows them out of the water because you're using detailed data that they know about. You can look it up. Look up the DUNS number for the United States Corporation and you'll find it. It's all there out in the open. They haven't been trying. And also look up the number of your birth certificate. Apparently that's listed as well, that you are, you know, owned. Yep. Yep. There's a lot more The other thing, it. yeah, the other thing is that I understand, and I haven't really delved that deeply into this. There's too many damn subjects to delve deeply into. Um, but also that the crown has still controlled everything. I mean, you know, we talk about the three centres, the financial, which is the city of London, which again is like DC. It's it's a completely independent area. It's a square mile, the city of London. It does not belong to it, it's it's autonomous. You've got DC, same principle. Um, that I think is the military, and then you've got the Vatican, the same principle. It is completely independent of Italy. It's not part of Italy, and that's the religious. And you know, I just wanted to say, I know you were saying that it, it's the religion that uh, I can't remember what exactly you said. But it's not religion, it's it's a spirituality that is the key thing because I always say, you know, religion is just another form of government because it's very much about control and, you know, if you're not a good person, you'll go to hell, so obey all our rules and we're not going to let you have direct connection with the higher, uh, with source, you've got to do it through us. So it's all manipulated, you know, it's all connected. Um, and I, I agree with that, except for the fact that the first people that got to the to the colonies, okay, the Puritans, and and any 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 of these religious groups that came here, I learned this from uh, somebody that was into genealogy. What would happen is that the the people that are in charge of the church would try to tell the congregation something, and the congregation, some of them would say yay, and some of them would say no. If the notes didn't like it, they would just leave and start their own church. And that's why you have so many churches throughout New England in particular. So, you know, the people that came here from the beginning knew the spirituality of it. They felt it. It was, you know, an individual thing. It was their sovereignty. And I really think that when they were talking about religion, they were talking about it in a way that we don't talk about it now, because I agree with you totally. I don't trust any kind of organized anything. But I do, you know, understand the concept of spirituality. But those, I don't think that they really, I think they incorporated it into their lives, but I don't think that they made the difference, is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I mean, I get completely confused by so many different denominations in the U.S. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, in England, it's mainly Church of England, which is Protestant, and Catholic, which is Catholic. And, you know, there aren't really many. Oh, there's Methodist, I think, but not many other variations that there are over here, like Baptists and Oh God, you know, we do, we do still get the Jehovah's Witnesses over there. In fact, somebody 
knock on my door this morning and <laughs> I go to the door and I'm still in my jammies and my jammies are like a, anyway, I won't go into that. <laughs> they don't cover a lot. Let's put it that way. Um, and there's this couple at the door and they've opened, there's a little porch area before the actual locking front door. And, and they open the door and I'm thinking, what the hell are these people doing? Because I'm sitting in the dining room looking out over the front, working on the at the, de- at the, at the table, which is my workstation. And so I go out <laughs> and it's, oh, have you ever considered what is the meaning of life? And it's like, well, actually, yes, I've, I teach this. <laughs> oh, okay, then. And it was JW. They don't call themselves Jehovah's Witnesses. They've got it as an acronym of JW, so you won't really realize what they're doing. And it's like, go away, go away. <laughs> well, that's funny, funny because I had some people come to the gate today. And I go out there and they, you know, hi, how are you? I'm who? Really, really overly friendly, right? And I'm going like, yeah, these are religious people. And they said, you know, have you ever thought about the Bible? And I put my both hands up and I said, don't go there. Just don't go there, you know, and stopped it immediately. Well, in an, in the next few minutes, I said, okay, just I'll be right back. And I go back to the house and I pick up. A, a flyer on the Civic Association. So instead of them selling me religion, I sent I, I convinced them that they should go to the Civic Association and get involved in government at the local level. <laughs> oh, lovely! I like it. <laughs> you know, and they're like, "Oh, I can't wait to talk to you again. Maybe I'll see you at the Civic Association." But listen, we're we're at the top of the hour here, so I'm gonna put on. Uh, well, I'm going to put on Somewhere Over the Rainbow. We'll be right back. An aura geode, a black moonstone, citrine cosmic silver nugget, bracelets, shungite bowls, and much more at the Mystical Wares live auction. Have fun bidding for special items at your price. Mysticalwares.com slash live dash auctions. Let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Yes, folks, Mystical Wares is where the Jedi Knights shop when they have their annual field trip to planet Earth. After annihilating battalions of stormtroopers and blowing up the Death Star, they deserve an all-out shopping spree. And their supplier of choice is Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe. I spoke to Master Yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his shungite. He replied, tell you I will and not belabor. Mystical wares. I also pick up spare parts for my light saber. So there you have it folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. Mystical wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Ani, mad as the day is long, Avidician. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the matrix, and above all, 
Let the spirit inhabit the human. Scalar energy is demonstrating how good health depends upon balanced and stable human and animal energy fields. Test it out for yourself with a free weekly 12-hour remote session at mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. This is an ongoing program allowing you to pick and choose the scalar energy treatment you want. Thus, you must register weekly for the session presented every Friday. Experience the future of medicine now for the free sessions or sign up for one designed specifically for you. Go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. And remember, you must sign up weekly and receive the confirmation email or text confirming the session. Experience the future of medicine now. And welcome back to the Say What Show. It's July 8th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva, Mona Radler, and Jan Shaw. So, where are we at? You guys back? That was a war over proselytism. What? I was imagining this cage fight of proselytists. So you could have round, round one. See who wins. This is Jehovah's Witness or the civics <laughs> <laughs> proponent. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you never know. But it was like, the, I have to say that their reaction was like, oh, okay, we're not going to talk Bible to you. But, I mean, how, how how can you not, if you're really a religious, well, a spiritual person, I think a lot of these evangelists really are, and you're wanting to bring some kind of a spiritual message to somebody that is standing in front of an acre of land that looks like a jungle of trees and flowers and butterflies and birds and squirrels and raccoons. And they're saying to you, don't talk to me about religion. Don't you think maybe they've got a reason? Like they live religion? <laughs> they live spirituality? You know, uh, and uh, because you can't get near the property without getting into this weird state. I mean, I've seen people come onto the property and before they can get to the door they are stoned like they've taken a drug they're absolutely <laughs> by the energy well you know? i'm gonna have to visit then there's absolutely no question now <laughs> oh you know i don't know if irma's out in the chat room but she's been here she can tell you it's it's a magical magical place and i, I mean i'm not because i'm here i'm here because it was magical i was brought here to caretake it because this is one of well myself my two neighbors behind me uh we've we've maintained actually maintained you know about five acres of absolutely beautiful like it was when the ever the first settlers got here and more because we we put in a lot of native native uh vegetation into the area so uh yeah I'm I I was led here to caretake it but boy I I wouldn't have turned that job down that that's like you know hey you want to you want to come here and caretake paradise oh yeah I, I could do I that to, I have to say <laughs> I'd love to find somewhere like that here because you know to have um some land to nurture I love it I love it. I, you know, I had a place with some acreage through only three acres where I had my horses before I 
left everything and and came to the US. And I just used to love growing things, you know, and looking after the land and the animals and everything else. And that will be my perfect environment, I have to say. Although it's damn hard work, you know, I know that. (laughs) It's not that easy, but whatever. No, I put more money into the property taking care of the trees because you do have to cut them you do have to make sure they're going to be healthy and you know everything than i ever Mm. paid for the property so it is an expensive thing but i've always had the money Mm. well i have had the money the money has come to me because it's like if you look at how much money i really was making i didn't have enough money to live here I, i mean everything was more expensive than the money i was bringing in but i always had money (laughs) <laughs> absolutely yeah not that i'm not that i'm bragging i'm just saying that you know if if you really turn over your uh let's say your your ego get rid of the ego and say i just want to do the best for gaia in my case it was gaia and uh you know boom the next thing you know you're in the middle of this amazing place I and just, i think you know as you know i think that's that's my approach to things and that's why i'm over here i've got no idea why the fuck i'm here you know um but (laughs) and it's it's been like a roller coaster since i got here but i just i'm saying okay where do you want me you know where do you want me it's not i i don't have any you know yeah i've got work i want to do but I don't have any preconceived notions of, oh, yes, I've got to go here and do this. I mean, literally, it's where am I meant to be? What do you want me to do? Because uh, that's been my life ever since I don't left you the UK. Have any, don't you have any power spots in where you are? I don't know your geographic location, but in, in England, there is a lot. I mean, you have places like... A, Stonehenge, you had, you have a, uh, what's the the other thing? Uh, Glastonbury. Glastonbury. I mean, there's a lot of you have there's a, a lot there's of Wiltshire. Uh, power yeah, there's a lot spots, of there which are, are places in the south which uh, I'm not drawn to at all, and also it's a very expensive place to live. But that's beside the point. Um, I'm more drawn to. Um, no, the my cent- idea. My my idea is not to move you. My idea, my suggestion is to visit one of those power spots, uh, get into a meditative state, and then ask their question. Because there are there are intelligences that are local to a specific area, and they actually they do they are um how would you say um they they they're like nature. Um, like nature spirits, and they are in mm. charge of a specific area. So if you you go, might go to an area where an entity would suggest where to go, maybe they'll tell you go here, or they'll tell you go there. And that's visit what a I'm crop saying. circle. There's crop circles yeah. there all the time. Just go visit a crop circle. Well, just listen to your guides. Mm-hmm. You know. Enough of talking to somebody outside of your own reality. Ask your guides and just say, where are we going next? <laughs> you know, and like I say, 
everything that's happening to you, I've told you, you know, when we were talking on the phone, everything that's happening is like, yes, you went there sort of for family, but there was something else. And now the family thing doesn't seem to be panning out because that was a lure to get you back into Great Britain. Yeah, I always felt there was something more than that. I I always felt I was being guided back there for a whole different reason. And it just so happened that family was there as well. But, um, you know, as I've said to you, that I was feeling a very energetic disconnect. It was like I was I was being guided to disconnect from my connection to the U.S., and to to come over here and um and and do whatever i'm meant to do here so i've got no preconceptions and i'm completely open to whatever i'm guided to do and i think this kind of period of turmoil which it is is temporary and i'll be guided because i always have been i've ended up doing things that i would never have envisaged myself doing in places i would never have envisaged myself doing but i made a commitment back in my awakening <clears throat> back you know it was gradual but i had a major shift in 2009 i said okay what do you want me to do i'm here to serve show me what i need to do and that's been my philosophy and my approach ever since so you know yes it can be very confusing and quite challenging at times but i've never i've never um shifted from that commitment and that not deep knowledge within me that i'm guided to be where i'm meant to do something even if it's and often it's it has been energetic, you know. It's an energy. It's anchoring energy. Okay. Uh, so with the, with the energy thing out there again, I want to ask Walt. <clears throat> you brought up all these sacred spots that they're talking. You know that are all through the area. But my experience with sacred places, um, you know, places of powerpoints like Coral Castle, which is not very far from me, is that. When they have all those tourists and you've got evil people trying to do evil things with it, those energies are not pure anymore. At least that's what I've my my experience has been. Do you, mine it, too. Mine too. Definitely. Yeah. What can you comment on that, Walt? Uh, yes, I have. I have to say, unfortunately, I have to agree with you, but just like you have, uh, like again, go going back to okay spots that are very popular uh case in point for example sedona people i i hear stories from people that uh had visited new sedona 30 40 years ago and they said it was pristine it was the best it was, it was fantastic and you talk to them now and they say that oh it's it's like a hollywood it's like everyone it who's gone it there is. is just go there for the for the wonder of it oh this is so Sedona and it's uh, it's just groovy. I visited. <laughs> I visited Sedona um, probably a couple of years ago now. I met a friend up there, um, and it has been contaminated with egoism. It there's no energy there. 
Um, yeah. This so is what this is what um, Nancy was saying. I I don't think that we should be going to these places which are so obviously, you know, woo-woo yeah. or, or the, energetic. This lady that I know we, told, me that, told me about the we, thing with the Sedona, and she said that instead of visiting Sedona, she went to Cottonwood, which is, I don't know mm -hmm. how near they are, but she said Cottonwood is not a, it's not a tourist trap. Nobody goes there who's a tourist. Whoever goes there lives there. So she, Well, she, I... You know, I've visited, um, I've been to the Grand Canyon. I can tell you right now, didn't do anything for me. I have had more incredible moments rounding a corner in Utah with this incredible canyon opening up in front of me with not a tourist in sight, nothing um, commercial whatsoever. And it's just, oh, my God, this was outlaw canyon actually and you would you would round a corner in utah that you know you're driving along and suddenly out of nowhere it's like this incredible landscape and so i think the you know <clears throat> we are being called to go to places that are not the so-called you know obviously um you know, spiritual or significant places. We're supposed to go to places that aren't that way, and that's that's how I feel about it. Well, did you know that the the greater part of the Grand Canyon is not accessible to tourists? In fact, it's been it's locked away by the government because of all the uh, there's there's uh, uh, what do you call it? ET activity and there's all all of this hidden technology and very I mean there are um, Egyptian ruins nobody knows the public doesn't know that there are Egyptian ruins in the and uh, supposedly gold found there as well wasn't there? yeah uh, mm -hmm. um, Alex Collier spoke about it he says when they talk when the uh, Egyptians talk about the Valley of the Kings how the higher ups would go to the special valley for them. They weren't talking about Egypt. They were talking about the Grand Canyon because there, there would be places where, depending on who the pharaoh was, it wouldn't be buried in uh, in uh, in Egypt. It was, he was buried in the Grand Canyon. So, and, and, all, and the public doesn't know. They don't have a clue. It's all locked. It's it. They're not. They're not even allowed to visit the the uh, park. Rangers are actually forbidden from allowing people into certain areas, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not breaking any law, they want you out of there. Get out of here as fast as possible. So, no, oh, I can understand it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, going going back to the concept of these special places, right? <clears throat> They're only special in a different timeline because all of the grid system has has shifted. So I think that's one of the indications, and I'm not the only one saying it. Uh, there's a, a European grid system that is very complex, but some people that watch this and deal with it um, have said that, that the energy field has shifted. So we don't really know where the new shift has gone to. You know what I'm saying? 
is that if you're led someplace, it may, may be more sacred than Stonehenge because now it's on the new grid. Remember when, when, when you found the uh, energy of Gaia had shifted and you sent me a spiral with Gaia's new energy in it, Walt? Oh, yeah. Well, that's when that all shifting started. It, on this property, one of the things that happened was that um, you, we think in terms of the ley lines being ground locked, but all of a sudden there was a, another grid line that was three and a half feet above the surface and it just appeared like all of a sudden I was out there and I was doing a I was working with some people around the world and all of a sudden I'm going like whoa wait a minute what's this because I was following the grid line and all of a sudden I got pulled up on this other grid line that I never even knew existed and maybe it didn't exist until that point so that was that was the time frame that you found the guy a uh, new frequency thing and that's when I think that the major changes were made so I think that's one of the reasons that the white hats that this whole awakening thing has occurred because of Gaia herself shifting and taking away the power from the black side that's what I think yeah and, and people thinking that the lines are fixed on the ground <laughs> it's absolutely bunk because it's it's energy Energy is free to move. It's free to move in response to so many changes. So the, the thought that, oh, I've, I've doused this line. It's, yeah, it's, you, it's okay. You doused this line that it's over here. But how long is it going to be there? <laughs> because you have no, no way to know, okay, when will it change? And, and it's, it, it is natural for the lines to change. And the show presidents might be reflecting that. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's all, you know, going bonkers, because the system feeding it would be the energy field of Earth, the ley lines. And, well, not, you know, I mean, part of the, the system is the ley lines plus. And, um, you know, so it's it's very conceivable that the dark side has actually lost their power. Well, in, in fact, something else, like, for example, when, when you're looking at... Uh, Talking about ley lines, for example, and I mentioned to Janet uh, Stonehenge and the, the what it was it called the other one the um, the Glastonbury Glastonbury, but there's the other one. Yeah. This one that looks like a tower. It's uh, something the the thing of Tara. It's uh, I don't know if it's in England or if it's somewhere Ireland, else. Ireland, it's in Ireland. Uh, in, in Ireland. Okay, all those places when you if you look at a um, schematic showing the ley lines, they built those things uh, deliberately where a lot of ley lines meet. They actually make like a star because all these lines are crossing over the same spot. Well, I bet you soup to nuts that if you go do a, a, a douse of an area, they're not the same lines anymore. And, and a I lot of lines aren't there anymore. I, I would agree. Uh, and I, I believe that these places that have become, you know, these kind of recognized, oh, places to visit have actually become energetically polluted. And that's what I felt in, in Sedona. I felt it in the Grand Canyon. So many tourists 
just with with no kind of connection to the earth, just wires, if you like, wireism. And I mean, I'm I'm often awe inspired by the fact that the UK is one of the main centres of these crop circles, and maybe that's one of the reasons I'm back again. I don't know, but. Um, I think there are other places that have yet to be connected with. That's what I'm feeling because these have been spoiled. If you think about it, you know, people used to go to Stonehenge at the solstice, the summer solstice, and they could go amongst the stones and everything. And then guess what? The government shut it all off. No, you can't go there. You know, there's a fence around it. And, you know, you cannot do your summer solstice celebrations and everything. No, 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 we we forbid that. Um, so I think, you know, the, the powers that <clears throat> are or have been re- recognise the power of these places and they, they stopped people's access to them. But... That energy is not going to be suppressed. It's going to pop up somewhere else. It's a bit like whack-a-mole. <laughs> there's a there's well, an analogy. I don't know why I, that explains I used to, that. I used to ima- but email. But whack-a-mole, you know. <laughs> yeah. I used to email with this uh, young man in uh, Ireland, and he sent me photos one time. I don't know where he lived and the name of the area where he lived, but he, he didn't live in the city. He lived in the country. And where he lived, close to his house, there were actually a couple of hinges. It was like a couple of miniature stone hinge. Mm. Uh, he had no idea how old they were, but they were intact. And it was it was so remote is that there weren't any tourists. Whoever lived there has just been there forever. Uh, but it, it was very interesting because he had these these power circles, and, and nobody. Had had them dis, uh, what do you call it despoiled or anything like that? I had no idea there were so many. They're, they're, oh, they're I think a- there there are probably lots of them that aren't on the map, as it were. You know. Well, my suspicion is is that for decades now, light workers have been situated in different parts of the world. And those are the people that are anchoring in the energies. They're, they're, if you find all the light workers, you're going to find the, the modes of energy. But they've got to be light workers because they've got to be working with the new energy fields that Earth has. So, you know, I don't think any of you have to go running around trying to find, you know, the sacred place. I think you're in the sacred, a sacred place because you're there. Just yeah, absolutely. And in fact, it's interesting you, you use that term because um, I spoke to somebody who picks up on these things. She's in Spain. She's actually British. And she actually said, I'm picking up that you're here to anchor the energy. And that wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I just wish it was a bit easier sometimes, you know. But there you go. Here I am. So, yeah, yeah, nobody yeah, ever told you it would be easy. Nobody. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it never came with instructions, did it? 
Yes, no, running yes, no, they have they have instructions. There are instructions. They're there, but people don't access them. They do just like they do. Oh, I'm going to build this. I don't need those instructions. Well, you might want to read the instructions. And all you have to do is ask. But don't ask, you don't get. So, Mona. Anyway, I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I was going to say, I'm sure my purpose here will be revealed to me in the not too distant future. So I'm trusting in that because I've no doubt. And, you know, you said it as well, Nancy, and Derek said it that there's something, you know, definitely um, purpose-driven about me being here. So i just got to, you know, ride out the waves and see what happens. It's an adventure. I mean, yeah, don't, don't, limit, don't limit the cosmic creative abilities. Uh, Mona, <clears throat> you're living in North Carolina, correct? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And... Back in, I'm trying to think of when it exactly was. Gee, I'm not really sure. But there was a period down here where there was a tremendous amount of metaphysical activities. There were crystal shops. There were people doing all drum circles and all, you know, uh, Course in Miracles. I mean, it was all, everything was around here. You just had to pick and choose and everything was happening all the time. And then at this one point in time, a whole bunch of these people went to North Carolina. They were all drawn to North Carolina. So you've been living there. You got drawn there from out of Florida. What do you feel about North Carolina as from the concept of, you know, the energy grid there? It's all been taken over by Agenda 21, at least Asheville area and that. So it's hard for me to say because I wasn't allowed in those systems when I got here. So I've had to just keep quiet about me doing any of those things from Florida. And they even shut them all down from Florida. I mean, you couldn't go to a metaphysical bookstore anymore. The, cr the crystal shops are getting closed. I mean, all kinds of things. When I left in 2010, there was so much that was denied trying to provide help of gaining spirituality. So I found some in Asheville, but it's just all out for money now. You know, saying, oh, yes, I can do this. But it doesn't mean that it's valid. But tell you what, I had two Amber Alerts today on my phone. One in the morning, one before the show. And then I watched a video with some guy losing it on an airplane as it's flying through the air. So there's some big changes and avenues of people who are grasping it. But they think that they should be able to own or have or control that isn't in our ownage or control. So everybody just keep strong in your own knowing of who and what you are and don't worry about where you're at or whatever but just stay yourself because there's all kinds of conditions and changes now happening that we've never seen before okay yeah no that's true that's true yep so um we got about well, a little less than half an hour. 
you you said you had that Fulford report, Jan. Yeah, I do, but there's a couple of other things I just wanted to uh, oh, okay. make a point about. Um, there was an announcement, and I think it was only uh, this morning, actually, European time, that the Dutch Prime Minister has had to resign. Uh, Dutch government collapses over migration row, and people are saying this is the start of the collapse of the WEF leaders because, of course, the WEF is behind all the um, uncontrolled immigration stuff. Um, so people are predicting, well, Macron, I mean, we know what's going on in France. I mean, it was a, a whole series of riots, mainly by the Muslim immigrants, which I think was you know, incited by the dark side. But now the the patriots in France are standing up and saying, no, you're not going to do this. We're not going to let you take over here. So I think Macron is in a great risk. People hate Trudeau. Let's hope he goes. As for Rishi Sunak in the UK, he lies through his teeth. I mean, must have learnt it from Biden, I think. Um, <clears throat> the guy so in that needs to go. Whatever his name is, I forget it. At the time. Sorry, what was what was that? The guy in California needs to go. He's destroyed. Oh, him. Newsom. Oh yeah, Newsom. Definitely. And he wants to run for president. That's too funny. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, okay, now, but back back to this immigration thing. When when th this whole thing started out, it became it was very apparent that they were taking uh, Muslims and people of uh, the Islamic faith and, you know, other faiths other than Christianity, and they were breaking every law that a country had to get them into Europe. And it was, I don't know if you people remember it, but it was frightening to me because it was like, oh, okay, they're trying to take these countries down. They're trying to destroy their societies, their culture. And now you, I, I understand that some Muslim youngster got killed by the police and that's you know it's the george floyd thing all over again i mean they use the same playbook and so they got the um muslims all agitated but and i wondered about that because it was like it even though that i'm hearing that on mainstream or you know traditional media it didn't feel right i fe felt it was a cover story for all the rest of it in other words you know that started it up, but you're also s interpreting that the patriots, people that saying, well, no, you, you're part of the problem. They brought you here to do this. You're not going to do this to us. You're not going to take our culture, but we're going to use this, you know, revolution that you're trying to do or whatever you're trying to do, and we're going to take charge now. Is that what, what, I, what I understood you to say? I think so, yeah. I mean, you have to accept that the the French have always been pretty militant. You know, I mean, it goes back years to where even, God, maybe it was even before the EU. No, well, before we were members of, well, the UK was members of the EU. They would, the farmers would protest against um, something to do with uh, sheep, the the fishermen will protest about you know 
constraints on their ability to fish. The French have always been very quick to protest about things that they didn't agree with. So, um, you know, potentially what you're saying is, yeah, um, you know, if that's the case, then surely they would have been out there earlier. But what I was reading is that they're actually standing up and they're stopping these Muslims from doing, I mean, it's a bit like oh, the ridiculous name, the Summer of Love with Antifa and BLM. I mean, these are uh, agitators. And the French, the true French, are saying, no, we're not having this. We're not going to put up with this anymore. I mean, the, the true French have been protesting for months now against Macron. I mean, originally it was supposedly because of his change in the pension rules. So, but it was much more than that. It, you know, people are rising up against the WEF puppets because they do not subscribe to what these people are pushing. And the other thing I wanted to mention, which is linked to a degree, it was, it was um, again, something I saw on Twitter. It was an awesome speech by the new prime minister of Italy saying, we know what you're up to. We know you're trying to cancel family. You're trying to cancel gender. You're trying to turn us all into just numbers. You're trying to steal our identity. And we are not going to put up with this. And I don't know what event it was that she spoke at, but she got a standing ovation. And um, her name is Georgia something, I can't remember. Of course, she got crucified by the control media. You know, oh, she's a far-right um, fascist. You know, we've now got this fascist government in Italy. No, she's standing up for the people, and the people are loving it. And you've got, I think it's Hungary and I can't remember the other country, but they're standing up against the EU uh, who are trying to impose this policy that you have to take in all these immigrants. And if you don't, you're going to be fined like 20,000 euros or something per immigrant that you refuse to take in and, and they're saying, no, we're not going to do this. So I do see a major pushback and uprising against this WEF. Okay, you know, let's, yeah, let's go back to the agenda. Let's go back to the Netherlands because that's such a critical little country because what they did there was that the government cons basically made all the farmers sell to the government, the dairy farms. And this is the number one place that we all get, the, the Europe in particular, gets their milk and their dairy and their cheeses and all that sort of thing. So they took the cows and everything away from the farmers. And they're taking the farms away from the farmers too. But they are actually have uh, factories making bugs for food. This is true. I'm not lying about this. Now, there's been a, 
an attempt to stop the original. I mean, you remember when the tractors were protesting and all that sort of thing? So now you're saying that the prime minister of uh, the Netherlands had to resign, the, that the country is collapsing. What, what more yeah, do you Yeah, and it was, it, was, it, it, was, it was on the basis. I mean, I was surprised, actually, because it was saying, oh, it's because of the migrant situation. But, um, you know, it's very confusing when they call it Dutch and then they call it the Netherlands. And I had to just double check that it's the same place, for God's sake, you know. But, yeah, the... Um, the Netherlands have been wanting, trying to take over the farms of all these uh, farmers in the Netherlands. And again, it's WEF agenda. We're going to take over your farms and, you know, you can't have cows that fart methane and all the rest of it. And huge protests. And actually there was <clears throat> an election in which a lot of um there were a lot of successful candidates who were for the farmers, even. I ca I'm not sure exactly what the party was, but they'd set up like an independent party. So <clears throat> this over collapsing over the migrant row, migration row, I'm thinking, well, is it that? Or is it the fact that they're under attack from the people saying, no, you are not going to take the farmer's um, land. You're not going to stop farming because we're seeing this in other places as well. You know, we know that Bill Gates, philanthropist that he is, has bought up, you know, actually owns a huge, I think it's the highest number of acres in, in the U.S. of farmland. So, again, it's a major um, strategy to try to take over the farms and stop the production of food, because as soon as you stop the production of food, you control people because, well, you know, you can only have food if you comply with everything that we want you to comply with. So... Yeah, my suspicion is it's that the migration thing is all covered by the mass media to not talk about what's really happening. Because mm -hmm. if the people in the United States understood that the rest of the world is, is absolutely in uproar and moving in the streets and doing this to get rid of the bad people, the woke people, the control people, the demonic people, that they're doing it. And because there's all of this burning and, <clears throat> you know, turmoil and government starting to fall, that they're calling it an immigration problem. Because if they actually tell you the truth, remember, whatever they tell you is not the truth, <laughs> you know. So, um, America, pay attention to what's happening in the world. Your brothers and sisters are already in the streets. I don't want to see us go there. Uh, well, yeah, well, I mean, I do immigration is a major concern i mean you know years ago the eu um had this open immigration uh policy because you know going back originally when the eu opted to enter when when 
when the UK opted to enter the EU, which was the common market, it was always supposed to be just a trading organisation. Of course, then it morphed into a fucking, you know, sorry about my French, but into this um, unelected, largely governmental, bit like the WF and the WHO. And one of the things that was very obvious, I mean, England had a huge amount of immigrants back in probably the 60s and 70s of people from India and Pakistan. And, you know, people, the, the, the justification was, well, we need all these people for these jobs and everything. Okay. And there are definite conclaves, if you like, of um, communities that are, you know, Indian and Pakistan. It's never been an issue. It's never been an issue. You know, they haven't tried to impose their doctrine on anybody else. You know, I lived in Leicester and there was, a, you know, Melton Road in Leicester. It was completely Asian. And you could get some really good curry there. And nobody bothered and they were quite happy. And then when we entered the EU, there was a huge influx from Eastern Europe. We had lots of people from Poland and, you know, especially after the fall of the the Soviet Union and things. But again, you know, there was much more integration. What we've seen in recent years is this this complete invasion from the Muslim countries. And, and there's no justification for it at all. You know, it's supposedly, oh, they're fleeing these regimes and things. No, they're not. This is, this is social engineering. They're coming in here and they are, it, it's the WEF agenda of just completely destroying any national identity whatsoever. And you see it here, you see it in the US. These, these people are not asylum seekers. They're all, as they mm -hmm. say, fighting age males. They're, mm -hmm. they're, yeah, they aren't families. You know, the only supposed looking families are usually the child traffickers, etc. Yeah, right. You know, it's and and you know the the Biden regime has had this um, strategy, well, agenda of keeping the borders open to just allow them all in. I mean, it's um, a lot of it, it was also brought in by the Pope. When he brought in the one world religion. And that was yeah. way back when. At least for this country. Yeah, so I can't remember how we got onto this topic. But anyway, um, you know, this whole thing about rampant immigration is just the W. It, it's when you know the WF agenda, it's just blatantly in your face. You know, destroy any 
national identity whatsoever. And it's happening here. They come over in dinghies from France, for goodness sake. You know, oh, come in and we'll give you a free phone. Oh, interesting. They're doing the same thing in the States. Right. And they're doing the same thing across the EU. It's, it's all the same playbook. All the same playbook. But the, the other thing I wanted to mention and I don't have a recording of it, and it's pointless anyway because it's it's in Italian with um, subtitles. The new Italian prime minister who is being accused of being a fascist and all the other names that are being called anybody that stands up against this WEF agenda, she really knocked it out of the park. And people are saying, why the hell do we not, this is on Twitter, why the hell do we not have people in the US, politicians, who are saying the same thing, who are standing up against this agenda to completely um, dehumanize people? that turn them into numbers, that are promoting all this gender transition, you know, gender fluid, everything's fluid, nothing exists, there aren't just two genders, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Why, are, why aren't people, and there are one or two, but my God, compared with the number of um, politicians that there are, in okay. the UK well, Parliament and in, in Congress, there aren't enough standing up against it. Well, yeah, but you don't know that, really, because the people that are standing up are being squashed. Nobody talks to them, even like Fox. Oh, Marsha, what's her name? Green? Uh, what's what's that woman's name? She's a congresswoman. Uh, oh, I can't think of her Marjorie name. Taylor, Marjorie Taylor Green. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Mark. She's one of those. She she's actually gone down to the to the prison where they're holding the uh January sixth people. You know, I mean there are people out there that are trying to say the truth. Not not many of them, I agree. But one of the examples of, of what you see happening, one of the most obvious things is that this Ukraine war is stupid. That we're involved in it. It wouldn't even be happening now if we weren't involved in it. So you've got all these politicians in the in the Democrats and the Republicans, and the Republican people who are going in the primary all supporting the Ukraine thing, except for Donald Trump. He's the only one out there saying we, you know, 24 hours after I'm president, I'll stop that war. And so you, if you got the if you got the the pulpit to be able to get people to hear you, then it's only Trump, in all of those people that could be saying the same thing about Ukraine. And the more comes out about what Bidens have done, and they got the payoff in the Ukraine, and all of this money going to the Ukraine is a payoff because the Bidens have been bribed. So they're they're taken from the United States. I mean, these. The things that the Biden family have done is absolutely out there. There is, you know, they keep saying, well, Congress, they keep saying this, but there's no proof. Damn, there is proof. And that's why they're saying oh, it. Yeah, yeah. But you won't listen to them. 
you know so it, it it i don't want i don't want people to think that we don't have heroes in the united states we do it's just that right now you don't have the people in the streets or you don't right now you apparently italy was able to get a a, a legal uh election done and uh the woman who i you know when she first got elected oh my god they the world was coming to an end um and i i was gonna I wondered, is she still in power? Because I hadn't heard anything. But you don't hear anything. You mm -hmm. see, that's the problem, is that they cut off the information about the people that are really there. If everybody knew how many people are really feeling the same way, then everybody would get together and say, no. And yeah, done deal. Yeah. yeah, you know, so... It, it, it's it's really a good time to be in to see all these these countries that are and that's enough you know and remember these are small countries these are the size of states in many in many of these countries and think well, of the, France is pretty big I have to say France is a pretty well, big France, country yeah. But. yeah but it's a hell of a lot smaller than the United States oh yes you know yeah. so you got you got or, you got them put together i mean these people are they are the the country where is over here you've got like florida do i want to go to the streets and protest no i don't want to tear up my yard you know here in florida Can you also come yeah. do it for you will you stand up for your right say that again i'm sorry well because they're coming in and tearing up your streets are you going to stand up for your rights then well, yes, I do. But I, what I'm saying is that right now, even though we know, I can say I know more than most people about what a dangerous precipice we're on, but at the same time, it's not affecting me directly because we are such a big country that it, it's pockets of people starting to understand it. It's when they do something really stupid, like they've done in Virginia with the school systems and in your face. So the, yeah, people on the, on the ground level, the ones that, you know, don't have a DeSantis to be able to stop a lot of this crap that's going on, uh, it, it's, it's, a bigger, it's a bigger problem in the United States because we are so big, in my opinion. But I think it's going to, I think it's happening. I think you're right. I think the size of the place is kind of a disadvantage in many respects. But I mean, what is you you were saying? You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene and everything. But what what is your view in terms of how she sided with McCarthy? You know, against uh, the likes of Matt Gates and Co. Who were trying to hold him, hold his feet to the fire over getting the um, speakership. I'm you know, not, a lot of people. She's she's, she's she's just got ex. Um, She's just get expelled from the Freedom Caucus because they weren't happy with her. Well, that doesn't mean she's wrong. Okay, you know, I, I'm not going to nitpick what the people are doing. I'm saying that she's somebody that has the, the courage to go out there and the, 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 the ability to see the evil and to go after it. Now, could she be on one side and then the other side i don't know i'm not going to get into that but you said you know we don't have any people here no we do have people 
It's just that, that, that we, we, they're not allowed to get the, the bully pulpit. You yeah, but why are some why do some people have the balls to speak out and others don't? I mean, it's like Andrew Bridgen here. Yeah, he got thrown out of the Conservative Party, but he's still speaking out big time. And there are others that are doing the same. So why are the why are these people not speaking out? Why do they not have the courage of their convictions? Where the fuck are their balls? It's pure. You know? It's all fear. Fear yeah. that they're losing some integrity that they really shouldn't think that they own. They got to prove it by their actions, not just their words. I mean, if it happened in 1776, it wouldn't have ended up being a republic. Well, I think it started as a republic, didn't it? Yes. But I mean, people put their reputations and lives on the line no. and that's that's the issue that there because, are a lot they of... were, because they believe they firmly believe by everything i know about the founding fathers you know let's just talk about the declaration 56 human beings from 13 different colonies stood up and said we've got to do this and i for because i'm i study economics as a historian I study economics as being the driving force in any culture, society, any of that. It's always a driving force. But in this case, it was not the driving force. The driving force that they had a call to action by spiritual motivation. If you listen to these people and what they said and what they did, they were continually going over to the church and praying. So it's a oh, I, I believe it. I believe it. But the thing is, you know, we are in a crisis point here that is just equivalent, actually, if not more so, to, you know, the, the state of affairs in 1776. Where are the people to stand up? The, the, you can count the fingers on one hand in terms of how many people are standing up and saying, this cannot stand. Okay, I've got to okay. interrupt you. We're ending the show here. But the people are the people that are on the radio right now. Those are the people that are standing up. We are standing up. So, America, we are standing up. Anybody, <laughs> just everybody say goodnight because I'm kind of like, we're right on the money here later good night good night love you all <laughs> okay and everybody be safe and we will see you what's today saturday today's saturday tuesday we'll see you tuesday take care be safe bye well say what say what radio show with no agenda, it's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>